don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Hey everybody, welcome to Talk It Out. This is your girl Gabby. Hey T. And today we are going to get right back into it. As you can see, Joy is not here. It's like these past three episodes, somebody's been missing in each one. But we're going to keep the ball rolling. And and today we're going to have a very good, uh, interesting discussion. Uh, Before we get into it, make sure you hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast, instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast. And of course, you can listen to us always on iTunes and SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash talk it out so um oh also before we get into it welcome back kt hey thank you i'm here tell everybody where you was at i was out making that money trying to be rich rich, and she's going to buy us all ferraris tomorrow are are we going tomorrow i think i think she's there tomorrow so (laughs) i just made 950 an hour this is yes. not even. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, and before we get before, I just want to make this announcement. It's not an announcement, but I just want to give props. Y'all may not know her, but um, this lady who was very influential in my life and a lot of people's uh, that I know. She recently passed away, and um, just want to give her my, her props and send her off uh, oh. to the afterlife, Miss Miss Rooks, and. Uh, you know, it's it's always good to you know when elders die, they say like a part of history dies, and uh, that's why it's always good to cherish your your elders and learn from them. And and something that I want to do, maybe we can do it with this podcast. Maybe we can create another podcast. Is we have some, we have we still have a lot of of elders that are still living. I want us to like interview them. They're not even famous. They don't have to be famous, but and just hear their stories and about how they grew up and and just hear their takes on life because there's a lot of wisdom that's leaving the earth every time an elder an elder goes passes away so i think i think that's really important and i want to do that not even with this podcast i just want to do that in general because that's a lot of history and and stuff that you could be learning and it's you know beneficial to know so uh yeah, yeah. uh rp miss miss rooks and yeah so now back to this topic. Now we're finna get on white people after all that. Um, dun, dun, dun. So <laughs> can we talk? Hold on. Can we talk about white old people? Can we start it off at that point? Because you did kind of talk about how we should share so people, but it's like a lot of white older people are not really like they're still stuck in 1960s when people want to get rights and want to be a part of something, and it's right. like. You just think like, are these people like these people lived through the civil rights era? These people lived through all of those things, but like they're still acting how they act. Mm -hmm. So it's like, should we take from them? Because, you know, we have all of those podcasters, like the old white podcasters and radio shows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And and they're like throwing all this information out at you, especially to the Republican parties and the Republican uh, millennials. And so then that that brings it back to us having because I seen a video on Facebook, but it, it brings us back to this guy I seen on Facebook. He said that 
Africa or Egyptians were not African. And it's like, it's radio shows and TV shows and old white people like that who have us thinking like really awful stuff. So what's your question? So it's not really a question. It's just mostly like, do, do you feel like older white people, do you feel like older white people have like a, a, a say of things? Because you're talking about, you know, we should get wisdom from them and, and wisdom from older people. But at the same time, I feel like they never, like they're not living where we're living Mm-hmm. So it's like, what exactly can you teach me about life that I can't or that I shouldn't just learn on myself? I mean, are you saying that all older white people are racist and have nothing to offer? No, because that would de- be discrimination. And I like some older white people, but I'm saying majority older white people are the same older white people who voted for Trump. So, uh huh. I don't know. I mean, you, you hang around older white people. I don't. I don't know any older white people except for uh, your grandma. So no. uh, that that's pretty much all the white people. Like that's that's something for you to for you to deal with. I don't know. I I would think anyway. everybody everybody has a story and everybody has something they can teach you. You know, they might be problematic, but as far as wisdom, I mean, it, it could be different aspects. Just somebody that made a whole bunch of mistakes in their life, and then they're like, well, I. I did this and I did that. Now I want you to go down that road that that way. Or somebody has wisdom as far as how to be successful. Or somebody has wisdom as far as how to uh, be a good father, a good mother. You know, Bro, you're so positive. Why do you have to be so positive about it? <laughs> Girl. So what I wanted to talk about. Um, yes, elders are good. Most of them. What I wanted to talk about mainly was allies uh specifically we're gonna in this episode we're gonna talk about white allies in the the fight for anti-racism but there are other allies in in different you know what do you call it different structures or whatever you can be a straight ally you can be a non-muslim ally a non-native american ally yada 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 so I just want to talk about the the white allies for a second because um after the Cheeto got elected there started to be this campaign where people would wear these safety pins and apparently the safety pins were like telling people like I am a safe space like I'm the embodiment of a safe space if you're LGBT if you're black mm-hmm. if you're a woman if you're Muslim come to me you can come to me and you're safe and I will comfort you, yada, yada, yada. And <laughs> I saw a, I saw a comic, dang it, and I wish I could find it again. It was so funny. It was like the quintessential white liberal. They, it showed them gentrifying a neighborhood and then being like, oh my gosh. Uh, and like calling the police on black people just, you know, for, just for hanging out. Uh-huh. It showed them um, pretty much, when I say quintessential white liberal, I mean quintessential neoliberal, which is your everyday college 
student or middle age, our age, liberal who's like, yes, I'm so progressive. I think everyone should smoke weed. And I think we're all equal because we all bleed the same. And I won't say black lives matter, but all lives matter. But, you know, black people have been through a lot. And some people are racist, but it's not me. Even though, you know, I still uphold racist institutions. I have black friends. You know, that person. And then it showed them wearing the safety pin with pride. Like, yes, I am a safe space. (laughs) But, like, throughout their whole day, they were um, being discriminatory towards black people and Muslim people and gay people and all types of people. But you're you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be a safe space. So, And then that's my thing. I think the safety pins thing or anything... Like that, it just becomes more of a status symbol to show people, I'm so tolerant, I'm so liberal, look at me. And it's no it's no longer about the people you're supposed to be helping. You know what I mean? Right. Because you, you'd ask these people, do black lives matter? And they'd be like, all lives matter. I'd be like, okay. Now I see what we're doing here. Like, you, <laughs> you're just doing this for <clears throat> show. Like, when you said when the marriage equality thing get um, passed and people were putting the... What were you saying about that? Go ahead, because I'm talking to you. Oh, the thing on Facebook. Yeah. Look, that made me so mad. Like, I literally got so angry at those people because I was like, you guys are the same people every single day that says all gays are going to hell. But then you're putting a rainbow thing on your Facebook photo. Mm -hmm. And then they're also posting things about uh, my religion doesn't believe that you should get married, but blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, okay, what was the whole point of you putting that status? And what was the whole point of you changing if you don't feel like gay marriage should be anything? Like, it just... just And it was mostly just like, like you said, those white people who wanted to be allies and who who wanted to be a part of the group. I don't think they want to be allies, to be honest. I think they just want to be seen. I think they just want the recognition. I don't know if they even want to be allies. You know what I mean? It's more right. about the the status symbol of oh I'm so progressive I'm such a good person you know right and I think that kind of like plays into the culture that we have because if you because you're talking about like white savior it kind of plays into that like we have all these white people who go over to to like Uganda and go over to Africa and like try and try and put it put it like pictures of them and black children yeah, yeah, on yeah. Facebook. And they want likes and they want shares like that guy in Memphis who helped that child. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but what I'm saying is when it's bad, once you start putting it on Facebook for likes and shares, that's when it's bad. Yeah. And and my my whole thing with the my whole thing with mission trips that I didn't get when I finally realized like what they were doing was Riddle me this, for people that don't know about mission trips. You get a whole bunch of high school students and college students. And you say, we're going to Honduras to do some mission work. We're going to help build a school. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But I need you to raise about $3,000 for your trip there and back. And for food. And for a place to stay. And then... You're going to go over there, and you're going to help build a little a school, you know, 
just you know do put some blocks here or whatever but majority of the day you're going to be doing that but you're also going to be going on all types of trips and sightseeing and this and that and i'm like this is just a glorified vacation like this is just vacation with like (laughs) minus white i don't even know like what you're spending all this money this was my thing you're spending $3,000 that you could be giving to a native person there to build their own school. So you're spit, you're wasting money. And then they say the, the kids go over there and they're not trained. They don't know how to build a house. They, they've never <laughs> built anything in their life. So they're messing stuff up. People got to take it off and redo it. Like they're pretty much just in the way. Think about it. Let's think about it if, if we were from this standpoint. Let's say... Uh, you got in a hurricane or something, your house got destroyed. And so instead of people just giving you the money so that you can fix it up yourself or giving you the money so that you can hire competent people to help fix your house, they're going to bring some high school kids that know nothing about building a house to right. help try to attempt to build your house, which they don't even, like, they're probably not even going to finish. Like, it's just, it was just a Basically. waste of time. Like, don't. That's the only thing I didn't get. $3,000 a person. They be having about 10 and 12 people coming. How much money is that? Somebody do the math. Three times 12. For some kids to halfway build something and put some some little concrete somewhere. It's just a waste of money. And then here's the thing. They get through putting down two blocks. They go play soccer with a with a bunch of Honduran kids. Take ten thousand photos. They've only been there for four days. You would have thought they were there for about two years, how many photos but- they got. And the whole their Facebook cover, their profile picture. For the next two months will be them and a bunch of brown and black kids. I just and, and then they go just, back to church and they're like, "Yep, I helped these black kids. These black kids, I helped." Like it's just it's all ridiculous when they could have just taken that money that they raised to go over there and like provided it to those people and been like, "Here you go." You know, this is your community. This is your home. This is your place where you want to live. Distribute this money up so that people have houses and people can provide themselves with food. Exactly. That's so much easier. One person going over there, giving that money to someone, than 12 kids going over there who have no clue how to build absolutely anything. Exactly. Exactly. And, and messing everything up. It just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. It's just for it's for likes and shares. And when it wasn't for likes and shares, it was so that white people could be like, hey, I helped this black kid. So it's like at the end of the day, you know, your your intentions are not pure what you good. think they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not pure. Like you're trying to make them seem. Exactly. I, I agree. And, and and I don't know about I don't know like I don't I don't know if these people, if they truly believe that they're being like they're helping. I think they or do. Or if they it's do. just they do. Speaking from so, experience of people that that's done it, they, they actually believe that they're doing something good. And here's the terrible thing about it. Also, like 
there were some kids, you know, I went to a Christian school. There were some kids, they would go to a mission trip every year. And they can't, they'd come back with the pictures, of course, with the black kids. And then the pictures of them swimming in the caves and seeing the sights. I'm like, it's just a glorified vacation. But they'd come back and say, you know, going over there to Guatemala it really helps you appreciate your life because some people over there they have nothing and they are so happy now look at us what look at everything we got they're happier than us and they have nothing so they pretty much said i learned something i learned to be more grateful because i could be poor <laughs> so I better be grateful <laughs> for the stuff that I have before I be poor and try to be happy uh, like that. You know, it, it one time in so my funny. life I finally have to be grateful, <laughs> right? And what time? And that that reminded me, like, um, one day in my school we had a service day, and we went down to um, was it downtown? Like downtown around the Foot Homes area uh, in Claiborne. Uh-huh. Home. Is that downtown? Well, people in Memphis, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, we went down over there to help clean up. And the guy, I loved him because he was like, yo, he came and talked to us first. He was like, you know, I get folks all the time. They be trying to bring their children down here to the ghetto. Be like, yo, man, uh, yo, man, can you please take my son with you over here so we can see how good he has it? I was like, what in the world? This isn't some, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. This isn't some uh, make my child better program. No, this is helping people. <laughs> and then he told us, he was like, yo, if you think you finna, uh, if you think you finna come up, go down here uh, to make yourself feel better about yourself, you better go on back east. Go on back East Memphis. If you think you finna come over here and not do no work, you better go on on back East Memphis. <laughs> no, he was pretty much laying down the law. And I was like, yes, because right. these people, they think they're going to goof off. They think they finna not do nothing and then take a thousand pictures. Or they think they finna have some eat, love, pray moment. And <laughs> that's not the point of it. This is about helping people. This is not about helping yourself. You know, that's that's the whole definition of service. And and mm-hmm. that's the one thing I I never got, and it annoyed me so much. But I'm I've, I've talked too much. Go ahead. No, I I I completely agree with you. I I think it's overrated. I think it's too make people try to over. I think about when I think of allies and stuff. I always think about, like I said, like those those people on Facebook whenever gay marriage became a thing, and they were posting, you know. Uh, they were posting that Facebook picture of them with the with yeah. the rainbow, and yeah. I always, every time I think of those people because these are like I said the same people that I see every day calling out gay people, disrespecting gay people, disrespecting completely the LGBTQAI, uh-huh. and like it it just burns my soul up. It, it also like allies are. I mean, there's a way to be a good ally and there's a way to be a bad ally. Uh I know as a white person, 
there are certain spaces that I just absolutely cannot be included in, you know, and I know there are certain things that I absolutely, you know, cannot be a part of because I've never experienced them and it's not my place to put my input. Right. You know, like a kinfolk collective, she posted something and was like, you know, this is only for black people and this is only for, you know, our struggles and what we feel. And um, there was, like, white people commenting on it. And it's, like, literally, it takes two seconds to respect someone. Right, and it takes right. two seconds to understand that this was not your space and this was not your place to comment on. And this was and, – and I feel like – a lot of people are like, oh, well, that makes you too sensitive for not wanting people to comment on it. Don't post it if you don't want people to comment on it. But like we need to have these certain spaces and these certain places and and forms and Facebook comment sections that can only be for these sets of people. Because if you don't have that, then these people don't feel safe, you know, and uh now I'm thinking, I thought about how, like, whenever the protests were going on for Mike Brown, and there were all those white people who were, like, trying to lead the, the protest, their protest, and they were the ones that were being oppressed. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're you're supposed to be the support. But yes, you, yes, yes. You don't, you don't put yourself... In a power situation, you're in power every single day of your life because you're a white. Yeah. You know, you need to to sit down and allow these people to grieve and allow these people to be like, hey, this shit is fucked up. Let them have their own voice for once in their lives. Like, I just feel like it just burns me up because people are just they just don't care. It's, they're so selfish and they want everything to be about themselves. I agree. I agree 100 percent. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. Like people people feeling they're entitled to be in your space pretty much, you know. Yeah. And I guess it's like, well, this internet, everything's virtual, you really don't have a space. This is all an illusion. But it's still about respect. If somebody's saying this, hey, this this post, I just wanna hear from black people. I just wanna hear from black women. Like why would you as a white man get it like what is the point? Like yeah, you get in there, you make your point, and then like you want people to give you a cookie or a high five or what? Like, I don't understand. Oh, that that lady last night when we were watching. Oh, we were watching. Okay, so we were watching Gary Springer mm-hmm. because that's our thing, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love watching them white people on there. It's hilarious. Anyway, so we were watching Gary Springer, and this white lady, uh, her brother was gay. And she just kept saying over and over, like, I used to say, I used to do this for you. Mm-hmm. And I told them people not to talk bad to you because you were gay. And then you treat me like this. And her her boyfriend or her brother actually slept with her husband. But anyway, regardless, it, it's just like that lady wanted a cookie for sticking up for her own brother. Right, 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 right. You should be a decent human being and you should stick up for your brother regardless if he was gay or not. And exactly. you know, yes, it's just, yes, yes. I don't know. And that, and that goes funny. into the, the homeless thing. We have a homeless uh, charity event coming up for people that have periods and homeless people that have periods. And we're going to be um, 
taking donations for pads and tampons and and toiletries for for them. But what I want us to not do is what I see all the time, and what what come with um plays into the allyship thing. Whenever somebody does anything for a homeless person, the first thing you see is a camera. They make sure they zoom into the person, the homeless people's face to show their reaction and how much they are appreciative. And then they show the other person's face with the with the little moving soundtrack. And that one thing I saw burn me up. I don't remember when it was. I think it was last year or the year before that. Somebody did a quote unquote experiment. And it was like, I'm going to give this homeless guy some money and I'm going to see if he's going to spend it on drugs. Oh, that was last year. You showed that to me. Yeah. And, and then the homeless man ended up buying something and sharing it with other people. And they're like, oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? This homeless man isn't a selfish prick. He actually has a heart. Oh, my gosh. And then they were like, hey, we were actually spying on you this whole time. And we were going to see what you were going to do with the money. I know that's pretty intrusive and terrible. But now that we know that you're a good person, you should love us. Here's some more money. (laughs) (laughs) That was so terrible. Who does that? Like, you don't even, we don't even treat homeless people like people. And, and, And that's kind of why we were trying to. We saw this initiative and and we thought that we should do something about it because a lot of times we do forget that homeless people are around us. We're just going around our everyday life until you see one like, you know, uh, begging for money or or walking down the street with the uh, grocery cart. But we don't think about like, what do what do people do when they get on their periods? Like, what if they don't have money for tampons? Like we don't think about stuff like that, and I think I think it's important for us to do that, and and not just during the holidays. Think about that, but we should be thinking about that throughout this and throughout the entire three hundred and sixty five days. And right. I I don't know, I'm going on a tangent, but I think it's really sad that even our politicians and stuff they don't even talk about the homeless Dress anymore. It. They don't even bring them up anymore. At all, it's all it's middle class. It's all middle class, and there we have a lot, a lot of homeless people. I think around three hundred thousand in America, in the the free world, in a first world country. Like that, that should not be there. There should. There's no way that people should be here, starving, hungry, and and nowhere, nowhere to live. They're living on the streets, and. I don't know. I mean, it's just America, but our tangents. Oh, pad thing and tampons. I kind of want to talk about periods. Okay. Because I don't really feel like a lot of people understand what you have to go through if you have a period. Okay. And I don't think a lot of people understand that not just women have periods, mm-hmm. trans men have periods, people, people, period, have periods. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I guess I don't I don't really know like it's not talked about ever like no one ever talks about periods and pads and tampons are taxed even on tax-free days and I I just what what do you want people to know about period that I want people to know that periods are awful they're absolutely (laughs) awful 
Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, turning... Do you know how many times I have woke up in the middle of the night, stood up, and had, like, this and TMI that had, like, a puddle, just been sleeping in a puddle of my own blood, thanks to periods, yeah. and thanks to... Yeah, I know, it's disgusting, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine if, uh, like, cisgendered white men had periods, what they would do with their lives? Like, they would not know how to handle it. They would they barely. Wouldn't. They can barely handle someone saying you can't have a gun in here. Like, <laughs> can you imagine if they woke up in their own blood at nighttime and had to go clean themselves up? Like, it's just... I want right. people to know that periods are something that is really taboo, but it shouldn't be because over half the world has them. Yeah. Um, and and I something else... Huh? Go ahead. And and something else that people don't think about, like men or sometimes women. Like I don't be thinking about this. Like I know I be on my period, and sometimes you wake up in excruciating pain from cramps uh, in your pelvic area, from your back hurting, from your head hurting. Like, and you still have to get up, go to work. And do your thing. Like, nothing is wrong. And I think women should be commended for that. If I had my way, if I was president, I would say women would have menstrual leave for at least the the first two days of their period. They could, you know. Or the heaviest days of their period, at least. Or their heaviest day, whichever one, you know, figure it out. But because we are... We are required to be functional despite all this. And they're like, women are babies. Women are weak. Women are this. Y'all men wouldn't last a day. Literally would not last a day. You wouldn't know what to do. You'd be crying. You'd be, oh, my head hurts. I can't go to work. Oh, I'm cramping. I'm this. I'm that. You would not know what to do. Women, we have to go despite that. And nobody can know we're on our period. Have you, um... Have you ever thought about using the little cup? I thought about it. I, I heard it was really convenient, but I don't feel comfortable putting anything in that. Here we go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so the cup, I kind of want to talk about it because I think for me, it would it would definitely be more convenient. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I think it would be more messy. Mm. Wait, do you take it out? Like, I thought you only take it out yeah, like do. at the end of the day. No, this is what you do. Excuse me, I didn't mean to burp. Um, so you basically insert the cup while okay. you're on your period, and okay. then uh, the, you wear it, and you can change. You basically change it every four to eight hours. Okay, okay. Depending on how heavy you are, which I would probably have to change it every like two to three hours. But <laughs> if you, when Yo, you change yeah. it, if you could last every eight hours, that's a whole work shift. Like, you I know, have to like, you, well, maybe for you, but I work 10 hours. No, um, <laughs> so you, uh, you dump it in the toilet and then you, you put it back in basically. Okay. So, 
I know it sounds kind of like that's what I'm saying. It sounds like more mess that I really want to deal with, but at the same yeah. time, like I'm already a mess anyway. So, but the only thing with that is like you take it out and then you'll have stuff like all on your hands and. I mean, that kind of happens. It. I don't know about you because you ain't really got thighs like me, but with me. If I'm using the restroom and because I don't wear tampons because I just I don't I don't like tampons at all. They don't help me. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's a mess and it gets all over my hands anyway if I'm cleaning it up. Uh-huh. So then I have to wash my hands while I'm in the bathroom. And thankfully at my job, we have one of those one stall things. Yeah. So I'll be going in there. And cleaning <laughs> up, but... People don't see the, the bloody murder. the murder the murder yeah can we talk about the murder like do you know how great people are who have periods cleaning up blood yes like you can i can literally get blood out of everything absolutely everything see that's why most women never know (laughs) but yeah so we talk period so now we're gonna get onto another random subject but it's related pap smears pap smears stories go ahead you go first. <laughs> I had my per- first pap smear one year ago in uh, December 2015. So, um, I think I was supposed to have one the year before, but I was on my period, thank God. And so... <laughs> yeah. period save you from... From the clan. <laughs> right. See, sometimes your period is is a good thing. And those are one of the times. One of the few times. But yeah, so I had read up on some things on Tumblr about the Pap smear because that's what I do. They were all terrible. They were all horror stories. People were crying. People were saying they didn't want to do it again. So of course I was stressing out over it. So, like, at first, like, I usually would be like, ooh, I don't want to get my blood taken. I don't want to get my blood taken, blood, blood, blood. And then I was like, ooh, I don't want a pap smear. Forget blood. Like, I, I'll get my blood taken ten times if I have to get a pap smear. So I get there, <laughs> and they, they save the pap smear to, to last, of course. And so I get there, and they're like, you know, you have to disrobe or whatever. And it's so awkward. Freaking out. <laughs> I was. I was freaking uh, like almost shaking. <laughs> oh, I can. Oh, it's it's bringing back memories. Like you realize that these people's these people literally see vaginas every day of your life, but then you think in your head, you're like, oh my god, like what if my vagina is the one <laughs> right. vagina that they don't like? Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's different emotions. Like, what if I'm weird? I'm scared. What if I what smell? If my I, right. And so yeah, I did it. So she's like, scoot up. I'm I'm short. So she's like, scoot up, scoot up, scoot up. So you have to scoot up and put your. This is for the the guys or whoever else has not had a, a pap smear before you scoot up in the little you know where you lay down and they have like these little fit foot things you put your feet up there and you spread them and so they get this thing oh they get this thing that spreads you apart so they can get was in yours there. metal or plastic it was plastic okay so they get in there. So that's better than what mine was. Oh, so they get in there. This is what they. This is the process. They get in there. They open it up, 
Uh, they go inside. They take a scratch sample of your cells to see if you would have some type of cervical cancer. So, yeah. When it when she put the thing that was supposed to stretch you, woo! Worst pain ever. And they were like, "Be you're too tense. You're too tense. Relax. I got even more tense. I was like, I was flexing every muscle in my body. Like I was a bodybuilder, like in the, like it was just terrible. And it made it worse, of course, because you're, then you're, you know, you're making it worse. And it was just, I think it probably lasted like five minutes. It seemed like it lasted about 30 minutes. And it was just so painful and... No, like why? Gabby. Why do we? Why do we have to go through that? Like, see, th- that's another one of the things that pe- some people will never understand. Like, that, that's just too much. I think I'd rather do the the bend over and cough thing than than that. <laughs> Me too. Every day of my life, I'd rather do the bend over and cough. Like, if I had to bend over and cough for the rest of my life, every single day, I would right. rather do that than have a pap smear. Exactly. Like, they need to have it so, like, we have, like, some laughing gas or some type of anesthesia so, to take our minds off that because, ugh. And then that reminds me, another thing that kind of freaked me out is because that reminds me, I learned about, What's that guy, the guy, the godfather of of gynecology? The white man who was a pioneer for gynecology and um, all the research and stuff. Um, he tested, he did all his tests on slaves, on slave women with no anesthesia and without their consent. You know, they, they couldn't say no. So just imagine like all the crazy stuff he was doing to them without their will, no anesthesia, just, mm. and and that just, woo, that even made it worse. Cause I was like, Ooh, I can't imagine what them women were going through. If I'm howling like this, mm-mm-mm. well, that's American history for you. Like any, any part of society, American society has some nasty gross dark background. history background to it mm-hmm. but yeah that's interesting i uh for my i'll give you my pap smear story um so my first pap smear very first ever my mom never took me to get a pap smear ever mm-hmm. my first one was whenever i got pregnant and this was like 2012 mm-hmm so I had just graduated high school and uh, so I went to the doctor and the first one that I had was plastic uh-huh. and to me, I guess because I had had sex before, I guess it, it wasn't like it hurt. It was more like just it, it, it's to describe it to everyone. It's kind of like if you took plastic shampoo bottle like one of the big ones uh-huh. and put it in your vagina oh this is not and a so good, it was uh, representation. <laughs> not a good image i know right but that's how it was it was it hurt i was just like oh my god what is going on right, like what right, is right. this 
But here's the what thing, like, there's it? no, there's no warming up. There's no giving, giving your body time to be relaxed. <laughs> to process that, hey, something plastic is going in your vagina. Right, no, because, the second like, time. without getting too much TMI, like, before you, something is usually going to go there. Your, you, your body, you give your body time to relax. To get itself together to receive. You're in a relaxing situation, period. Most right. times, you're having sex, and you know you you if you have sex and something you're you're being penetrated, then at that point, uh, you know, hopefully the person has warmed you up previously before you're penetrated. So it's like right 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 like it would be cool right. if they like the doctors gave you like massages <gasps> that would be so what? cool <laughs> i would feel creeped out like no, i would be like, legit creeped no i mean not like that but like a nice massage to relax <laughs> all of your muscles in your body to get you relaxed and then do it i think it'll be better than just like i'm in this cold room i'm waiting for the doctor i know what's gonna happen <laughs> oh my gosh clinch i was thinking more like some music and some nice aromas and um like just just a relaxing setting because yeah. if it's a relaxing setting like i said my first one it was a a plastic one but my second one that i had was after I, I had miscarried and they used a metal one mm. and so like you're saying it was in a cold room waiting on a doctor and then the doctor comes in and inserts something that's even colder Ooh. into your vagina and so you're just like wow kill myself like my life is lifted <laughs> over <laughs> and i remember like after it's just you feel so violated you're like mm. Is this is this all I was to you? Some Doctor random lady? person. Some random person. I don't know. Just stuck something up in my vagina. <laughs> I feel weird. <laughs> I, like, I could have cried. Oh my goodness. It's terrible. Somebody please. See, that's why we need Horror a Hillary story. Clinton act in, in, in office. See, cause she knows what going through this stuff is like. She could get stuff passed that could make it a more enjoyable experience. You think Donald Trump don't care about something like that? Okay, but I, is Hillary Clinton gonna care like some care if about we something get like that? White Probably women not. To get on, get on the on the train and, and demand that we can white get some pad. <laughs> I can't deal with you. But yeah, yeah, as you can tell we just been. This is just like a little funny chilling around episode. Um, was there anything else you want to talk about, Katie? Um, no, I do want to bring up again since we're still kind of on periods that we do have a tampon drive and a pad drive. And we have an address and an email address. If you wanted to send us some pads or tampons, our email Wait, address is Wait, just give them the whole be- 411 on, on what we're doing. Okay. Right. So, of course, we're doing a charity initiative. Uh, we're wanting you to send us pads, tampons, soap, toothpaste, basically toilet for women and men, um, deodorant, stuff like that. We're actually going to do it and give out the items on December 31st from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're going to do it in various shelters in the Memphis area and region. Um, If you want to send us any information or you want to be a part of it, our email is talkitoutpodcast at yahoo.com. Also, if you wanted to send us something in the mail, 
then uh, we can also give you our address. We are accepting monetary donations. We have a PayPal account set up. Our PayPal email is talkitoutpodcast at yahoo.com. Or you can just go to uh, paypal.me slash talkitout and send us some money that way. That way. Or if you would like to physically drop things off, um, we will give you the address for that. And we can set up a time for us uh, to pick it up. And also, if you would like to ship some items to us, we will give you the address at the church that all the items will be stored at until we send them off. So you can uh, send us items there. And yes, all this information will be on our Facebook page facebook.com slash talk it out podcast again this is a tampons pads and toiletries drive we want to help the homeless in uh in our community and surrounding areas by providing them with um pads tampons toothpaste soap toothbrushes things like that necessities because um i think sometimes we we forget that the people have periods so that's kind of our initiative this holiday season. And, yes, we would like to receive all donations before the 24th of December. <coughs> so all donations before Christmas Eve. Thank you. Um, I just want to say that I'm sexy and that's it. Very nice. Have a great day. Also, oh, thanks, guys. We have <laughs> succeeded... 2,000 plays on SoundCloud. Yay! Yes! And we have about 4,000 in total, if if my, my numbers are correct. Or at least almost 4,000 plays in total, which is SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, yada, yada, yada. Thank you guys so much um, for your support and for listening to us as, as we're, you know, just doing our thing. And we would like to shout out a couple people. KT, who you want to shout out? Conversation con artist, Drama Dupree. Just Jackie, who we oh, just yeah, got some Jackie. shades from, which I can't <clears throat> not wait to get them. Actually, uh, I bought them for KT because <laughs> I owe her a birthday present. So we're kind of going to share like them. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Well. laughs> uh, Baby Boy Podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Two Uncool. Two Uncool Podcast. Uncle Kids, uh, Call, Brandon, of course, the regular podcast, who we recently got connected with um, this week. Really, really good podcast. Check him out. The Memphis Minority Podcast. I think that's what they are, what they're called. Thank you, guys. And um, also to... Just um, the other organizations that are going to be teamed up with us during this, um, during our charity event. We'll be sure to shout them all out and and uh, let you know how you can be a part of helping them as well. And I think that's pretty much going to be it. Uh, tell them about Audible Trial, KT. So you guys can go to audibletrial.com slash talk it out. And you can literally get book you want the first one if you sign up is free with a 30-day trial 
And then after that, you have to pay for them, which sucks. But, you know, <laughs> you get a million kajillion books. Right, right, Literally right. any book you want to listen to, it's amazing. It, it literally has helped me so much because y'all know I, I work, work my butt off. But when I'm going back and forth to work and I want to... I want to listen to some than I listen to. But recently, I've been listening to Lord of the Rings books. Yes, you finally got into Lord of the Rings. Yay! But I'm trying to catch up with Gabby, who is a nerd about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all should check it out. It's really interesting. Actually, at first, I thought it was, you know, I was like, mm, yes, maybe. But now that I've went into it, it's awesome. I love it. Yay! Made a fan. Yeah, that's audibletrial.com slash talk it out. Close us out, Katie. Uh, so I just want to thank everyone for listening this week. And of course, we are Talk It Out Podcast. This is Katie. And this is Gabby. And we're out. Bye.